0: So I'm assuming on Zoom there's a few youth uh, or young people, and I wanted to uh, just share some thoughts uh, as part of the the children's message for today. As you probably all know, um, we celebrate Mother's Day usually on the second Sunday of May, right? Right. Well... This is the church's day to celebrate Mother's Day. So mothers actually get two days during the year to be celebrated instead of the one that is just in the uh, standard um, calendar year that we go by. I was appreciative of this day being all set aside for Mary because Mary was the mother of a very important person for all of us. And to imagine that as um, our sort of special mother is Mary, and she was um, selected not because she was smart and rich and popular (laughs) and all these things. According to Scripture, it was like she was sort of chosen chosen because she was in the lowest class of people there was and kind of a person you wouldn't think of as being the mother of Jesus. So today, as we celebrate the church's celebration of Mother's Day, I want all of you to celebrate that. And so if you are a mother, to celebrate that motherhood with Mary If you are a child of a mother, which I think all of us have to be, um, to celebrate your mother and let them know how important they are and to acknowledge the same journey that you have had with your mother or with your child that Mary had with her child and Jesus had with her mother. Let us pray. God, we thank you for the gift of motherhood and especially the gift of the example of the Mother Mary and her son, Jesus. Help us to be ever mindful of the importance and the power and the meaning of our relationship as mother and child, child and mother. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Grace to you and peace from God our Heavenly Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. <clears throat> just as kind of to set the uh, focus, I just wanted to read the very first verse of the Magnificat, which was the gospel for today. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness. Of his servant. One of the challenges that I think we have as a Lutheran tradition dating back to what the 16th century um, and even dating back longer before that in terms of our uh, history, we have been unclear and uncertain about how to deal with Mary and Jesus um, both enjoyed having his mom and he also was annoyed by her at times and yet as a church we have not sort of made it uh, her a big or important person in our world until recently And part of that was because of sort of the fighting and the division that was happening between um, the Roman Catholic church and then the churches that were wanting to reform the Catholic church. And so a lot of times as Lutherans, we've kind of have only heard a very little bit about Mary. Uh, For example, Some of the people who have studied scriptures think that she may have been like between 14 and 16 years old. And that um, all of a sudden she learns she's pregnant. (laughs) So, I mean, today it's a tough thing to be a 14 or a 16 year old and discover you're pregnant. But in her day it was even worse because if you're not, as a woman, not connected to a man then you are truly an outcast of society. And luckily, Joseph steps up and says he would marry her so that she would not be in that space, that category of being not accepted. But when we hear this story, like, for example, in this Gospel of Luke, Luke wrote this in 60 A.D. So if you do your quick math, that was about 60 years after Jesus was born or 30 years after Jesus was crucified. And so Luke has a history that is looking back over a 30, 60-year period in this case of Jesus' birth. So for those of you who are over 60, (laughs) like me, uh, think about what you could remember from 60 years ago. And the physician, Luke, is writing about what he remembers and was told about Mary from what happened 60 years ago. I always imagine that if it were a 14 or a 16-year-old who was having this experience, she probably would have not said or written the Magnificat. But that sounds very much like a 60-year-old physician who had been with Jesus and had followed Jesus and wanted to honor him. One of the things that happened by the time Luke wrote this, Mary really had become a very important figure in the world of their being in Israel at that time. And that she was honored by people. She was known as the mother of Jesus. And in fact, in scripture, there are several references of uniquely Mary and Jesus. Obviously, the one that we read from the gospel for today, the Magnificat. Also, I don't know if you remember the story about when he was 12 years old. It says they went to the synagogue. And after they were getting ready to leave the synagogue, they couldn't find him. And so they had to turn back and go look for him so that obviously she was part of that looking for him. Or fast forward a little bit to the wedding of Cana, if you remember that, where they're having this gigantic wedding and the wine is running out and Jesus says, I mean, sorry, Mary says to Jesus, we need more wine, help us. And of course, Jesus was a little bit recalcitrant at that point. He says, it's not my time, it hasn't come yet. And yet we recall the story of the water turned into wine. Again, fast forward a little bit more, and here is Mary at the foot of the cross. Jesus has been crucified. And so for that full, his full life, Mary was there. But again, unfortunately, because of us as sort of part of the Reformation Church, we kind of lost a lot of stories in between. And I hate to say it, But I think that's also what happened in society in that day is that women were discounted. They were not counted as very much, not significant, except for menial tasks. And yet what Mary did was not a menial task. What any mother does is not a menial task. But that is how they got relegated What I have been fascinated by is that the biggest battle that happened about sort of women and religion, especially Christianity, Judaism, and Islam, is that the role of the woman really had been pushed to the side and been made sort of only there to help it make it happen, and that's it. And yet, when we hear about that, when we read the scripture from Luke, then we know that, it, that Mary was an important person. But we lost that when the Reformation came along. And the Reformation sort of said, it's only the key pieces that are important. God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, baptism. Communion if it's not one of those fives, forget it. And so we have, for decades well centuries actually, left Mary out of our world, except maybe at his, the birth in the celebration and the creche, and we'll have Mary and Joseph and the babe and and such. but not very often do we celebrate Mary. Because we have sort of rejected what Mary was because of the whole Reformation process. And I think also because of what's going on in our society today of how we really do not or has been for thousands of years not respected women. I am delighted that today in the 21st century things are different than it had been I think partly because of our openness to the role of women in our society, we are happy to celebrate Mary as part of the regular worship schedule that we have. And I think it's important for us to realize that we want to bring all of that together because when we keep it separate, we are then sort of um, duplicating what, what has happened in our society Push women aside and make women less than important. And as you know from your history, this this fight to get women to be accepted as real people and key folks in society has been going on for all of the 20th century and into the 21st century. It's nothing new. <laughs> but I think it's actually one of the signs of us finally understanding what the gift of God in Jesus is all about: that Jesus was here and died for all people. Mary gave birth to Jesus for all people, not just the men, and are not just the Israelites, but that it's a gift that we all have received. I've been fascinated how in the last century, in the whole field of psychology, there has been a lot of study about us as human beings and kind of what makes up our personalities. And one of the things that has been talked about is how every one of us has a masculine and a feminine side. And that for a lot of times, men have... Pretended they didn't have it, and they pushed it away. And in our society, a lot of times, our society has said to women, you can't um, show your masculine side. But I think what's happening today in our society, and I think I'm hoping that it continues to grow and develop and really um, um, succeed, and that is that all of us, have masculine and feminine parts to us. And all of that is worthwhile and good and wonderful. And what's interesting, this actually fits into Martin Luther's theology. Way back in the early 1600s, 16th century, he wrote, in one of his writings, he wrote this Latin phrase, simul justus et peccator and that became a guideline for his theology for a long time simultaneously we are saint and sinner so he's a both-and person he was wanting us to be both-and and i think that's part of what we're doing we're learning today is how important a both-andness is important for us to be both aware of our masculine side and our feminine side and to celebrate both of those And I think that's partly why we celebrate Mary today, is the feminine side that she brought into our faith. And that it wasn't just about men, or thought of as men, like Father and Son and the Holy Spirit, but that she was an important part of the whole evolution of our faith and our tradition the whole feminine side. And so when now, when I think of celebrating Mary as part of the Lutheran tradition, that's a lot of what I'm thinking about is the wholeness of us as human beings, that we're celebrating both the masculine and the feminine side of every human being. And that how important that integration is for us to really be whole people and and really be the people that God wants us to be. In the Confession of Sins earlier, we talked, we said about sort of how we want to be more to, together, kind of on the same page of, of being caring and, and caring and cared for and relating to people. And that's part of it, is to let both of those sides of ourself be accepted. And today, to be able to celebrate the whole that that feminine side of our faith in the person of Mary and what she brought to us, and to realize that that is the wholeness that God and Scripture and worship keeps bringing up to us all the time, is to be whole, and that means that we're accepting all of us and not just part of us. So as we remember Mary and honor her, I'm inviting you to be a both-and person, which happens to be Lutheran. <laughs> and it also happens to be human. And it also happens to be present day. That we're remembering both all parts of our relig- religious heritage and not just part of it. And that Having Jesus born of a woman was, in fact, God joining with us and the power and the meaning of the masculine and the feminine. And that we might be able to represent that as we live and have that be a part of what our demonstration of faith as we go about in everyday life I know some of this can feel a little bit abstract or vague. Um, that's probably because it is a little bit abstract or vague. And yet it's core to who we are of an integrated of both and a person in our world today. Amen.